Hey y'all, welcome back to Singing in the Middle with Abby Pags. I'm Abby Pagrzinski. Uh, today I want to talk to you guys about um, subplans in the choir classroom. Um, this is very close to or recent for me, I guess, because um, I was just out for two days uh, last week to take my honor choir students to honor choir slash um, a professional development conference for music teachers called IMEA. Um, so I had to come up with uh, plans for those two days. And now I'm here. Um, today is Martin Luther King Day that I'm recording and I'm here at school. We have the day off um, and I'm getting plans ready for this week because I have three half days in a row, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as we are doing elementary recruitment um, with the band and orchestra and choir. Um, so I have to get plans ready for this week. And then I just found out last week that next Wednesday, January 30th, I have to take the day off because I am the Related Arts representative for Canvas. That's our learning management system. And we have a training all day on Wednesday the 30th, so I have to be out on the 30th as well. So in these three weeks of school, I will be at school one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and a half days out of 15. I guess 14. Uh, so it just feels a little crazy to me because I usually never miss school this much, but everything I'm missing for counts as a professional day. So I'm not taking any, you know, personal time off. It's not like I'm just sitting at home and snoozing around, but uh, still creates a lot of work for me to get some subplans done. So let's talk a little bit about subplans in the choir room. For me, I am one to one now. Uh, so that makes subplans a little bit easier in my opinion. So if you're not one-to-one, -one, I am going to give a lot of one-to-one -one ideas, but I, we were um, deviceless my, when I first started in this district, so I have some other ideas that we can talk about if you're not one-to-one. -one. So I usually kind of obviously try to plan out my subplans to make them match in the curriculum. Obviously that is the goal, but if it doesn't always match up, there's other plans that we could do. Uh, so this time around on Thursday, Friday last week, so I see my kids every other day at the moment. Um, so it does make my sub planning a little bit easier because if I miss two days in a row, they can um, generally do the exact same plan both days. So that is nice for me. So we're about to start our music vocab unit. So I created a music vocab pretest that covers everything that they will eventually be studying and have to know. And they um, had to take the pretest while I was gone. I love doing pretests while I'm not here because, um, you know, obviously real tests it's hard to do when I'm not here because if they have questions, I want to be here to answer it. Um, but since pretest, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of showing what you already know. And if you get it wrong, it doesn't count against you. It's just to see where you're starting. Um, it's perfect for a sub, even a non-music sub, because again, if they have questions about something, I don't feel that bad about not being here because it's like, if you don't know it right away, that's kind of what I'm, I'm looking for is the stuff that you already know really well. You remember from last year or you just are smart and remember it or know it in general. So that's what I do. And then after they take the pretest, they grade their own. So I give my sub a key. I actually upload it to our like sub desktop because they have a sub login so they can just easily access it from there and they project it on the screen and go through all the answers with the students and they just grade their own. Um, if you're in a district that doesn't care as much about um, trade and grade, uh, you could do that. My district is always a little iffy about it just because it puts students in kind of awkward situations even though it's a pretest. So I just have them grade their own because even if they, you know, count something right that I wouldn't have, it's like not the end of the world because it's the pretest. So again, it's really nice to do that um, when I'm not here. 
After they do that, whatever time they have left over, I have them get onto Quizlet, um, which is online flashcards, and I have all our music vocab terms on there, and Quizlet's great because it's just, it can be plain flashcards, or it can be games, um, and it's all um, very educational and, and a great resource. So I had that created a few years back, and I've used it every year, and it's um, great. Now, before they had devices, I would do the same subplan, but I would have them create their own flashcards. So I would either, if they had note cards, they could use that, or I would just get a whole stack of white paper from the um, printers in the office and have a few pairs of scissors so they could cut them up into cards, and they would spend the period doing flashcards, and I would count that as a homework grade for 10 points, just having them all done, because it was like 40-some terms, so it is a lot, so I didn't want it to be no points, and I always have kids who don't do them, and they just get a zero for the assignment, and it is what it is, but then I use the flashcards that they make all the time, because I'm like, hey, your bell work today is to get your flashcards out and to review on your own, and if they wouldn't have them, um, then I just print off the Quizlet ones that I already made and I would have them for them for them to borrow for that class period. Um, so I found that to be really good. So that's kind of what I did uh, when I was gone last week. Now this week I considered continuing on with music vocab because the first set is dynamics and that's usually the easiest set for all my students but I really want to be here to start teaching it I don't want a, a sub to have to teach that to them because I feel like if they do it for me then I'm gonna have to just redo it anyway so part of me is like let's just save it till I'm here if there was a day in between where I could like review dynamics and then they could do a, a dynamics activity with a sub, they could do a worksheet or a game or something like that, then I might do it that way. But since I'm gone immediately right afterwards, um, I'm probably going to wait to review that. So I found this website, excuse me, I found this um, TV show called Sing That Thing and I found it from the choir director page. It's a free show from PBS and it's just choirs singing on, on a competition and they invite high school, college and adult choirs and there's some judges and they talk about um, like really musical concepts which I think is great and then I also stole this from the Facebook page there's a worksheet that someone created to go along with Sing That Thing where the, the students act as the judges and they have to um, give examples of things that the choir did well and give examples of things they could improve on and kind of guess what the judges are going to say and the judges in earlier seasons use red, green and yellow paddles to kind of give a score so you had to guess what color paddle that they were going to get um, and we I have them stop after every choir there's usually three or four in an episode so after the choir sings you press pause and the um, students and the sub discuss what they're going to say just maybe calling people or maybe there's volunteers and then you press play and watch what the judges do and then you watch the second choir and you just do it all over again and episodes are about 30 minutes long um, which I feel like I wish they were a little bit longer, but um, with attendance and explaining how it works and stopping and talking every time, um, it's going to be pretty close to a full class period for me. My class periods are 65 minutes, which is probably longer than some of yours. Um, so then I also encourage them to, if they, if they had a lot of extra time, like 10, 15 minutes, they could start watching episode two and the kids just wouldn't have to do the worksheet with it that time because I probably wouldn't make enough copies or have them submit another one um, electronically. So I would just have them watch it for fun episode two and, and just kind of talk about it together without having to write anything down. Hopefully it would take most of the time so they wouldn't have to do that. But I think that's a good use of time. It's still using um, uh, good vocabulary to assess and critique other choirs, which can then be used for our own choir. Um, so yes, it is kind of a filler activity, but I still think it's worthwhile 
and worth our time. So they're going to be doing that while I'm gone, and it works out pretty well because since I see my kids every other day, I will see Blue Day kids on Tuesday and Thursday, and Tuesday, Thursday, I'm gone Tuesday in the morning and Thursday in the afternoon. So no one's going to get a repeat of that, so they're going to do the same thing those days. And then on Wednesday, I'm gone in the afternoon, so my afternoon classes are going to do that as well. So I can actually do the whole the same plan the whole week, which is really convenient. Um, next week when I'm gone on that Wednesday, the one day, I will probably do some more um, vocab stuff because I'm going to be here to review it with them. So I'll probably have time to go over at least the first two, which is dynamics and tempo. And then when I'm gone, they'll probably do some review together with a partner just on Quizlet. And then they'll probably do some sort of worksheet or game or something. I haven't thought about that all the way through yet. Um, so that is my plan for those subplans. Now, to give you some ideas for other subplans um, that I've done in the past that have been pretty successful, at the very beginning of the school year, I had to take um, a day off of work for Canvas training. It was like the second week of school. Um, so, of course, especially my sixth graders are like brand new to choir, like barely know what they're doing. Didn't I mean, it was just hard to do anything with them because they just need so much help at the beginning. Um, and th this wasn't like a perfect plan, but this is what I ended up doing. Since we have devices for every choir, I created practice tracks for each voice part um, for one song. So, and it was probably only like four pages of the song. I didn't do the whole thing because we had just started it. So I had them just practice together as a group and they got to practice it um, like two or three times and then they had to record it. And I would like assign a student to record with their Chromebook and they can just do it with a webcam on there that's already built in. And then they either had to email it directly to me or they could upload it to Google Drive and share it with me. Um, and that usually takes a good chunk of time. Um, I forgot what, I think I might have done another pretest at the beginning of the year too about rhythms and that might have taken the other half of class. Um, so the practice tracks is great, are great I guess, uh, because then they're still singing while you're gone. Even though it might not be the best singing, sometimes it's still nice just to get them singing, especially when it's so early in the year. I just didn't want to bog them down with a bunch of worksheets and stuff. Um, so I thought it would be a great idea to have those practice tracks and have them use those. Upcoming um, in a month on President's Day, we have an e-learning day. This is the first e-learning day that we will have, unless we have one in between now and then, which could happen. But we just got approved in December for them. And this is a makeup day from um, November. We had like an ice day that day. So we're making that up by an e-learning day on President's Day. So that day, they've already told us, like, we should try to make it to our curriculum, which I'm going to just kind of see where we're at then. Um, but just e-learning days in general, they want us to have, like, two or three lessons ready. Now, my district requires our lessons, or I guess the work, to take a total of 15 minutes. They do not want us to create a 65-minute lesson um, because... It's just a lot of work to put on the kid with no teacher around, so they want it to make it a lot shorter, and my kids see six teachers a day, so 15-minute lessons, I mean, that's still going to take a good chunk of time, and of course, not every student's going to take 15 minutes. They might take longer than that, so they're just kind of making it a little bit easier just because there's no instructor right there they can ask questions to. Of course, they can email us, but you know what I mean. So one lesson that I made already for that in, in the case of an emergency learning day, I just found an article about how singing in the choir um, is 
like equal to exercise and it kind of talks about um, just the different sciences that are used there endorphins and um, it also talks about being a part of a team in choir and et cetera, et cetera. So I created a Google form worksheet that just has like six questions on it, some multiple choice, some fill in the blank, and then there is one that requires a paragraph writing. Um, and then they just have to do that for their e-learning. Now, of course, for President's Day, I'll probably do one that's a little more pointed to what we're doing at the time. It might end up being practice tracks and they have to record themselves singing their part. Um, but for the emergency ones, I did more of a general one since it um, still relates to our uh, content, but it could be done at any time of the year. And our principal and uh, assistant principal are really into um, literacy in the classroom, which obviously that's super important. Um, so they want us to do some more close readings and choir. That's really hard because especially I only see my kids every other day. It's so hard to fit in anything extra than just like becoming musicians and learning how to read music and sing the right notes and sing as a choir and all that great stuff. And it's just hard to add anything else in. So this is kind of my way of doing that. So it's still, excuse me, relating to our content, but isn't um, taking away from normal class time. I don't want to say literacy is not important, but you guys all know how it is. It's just, it's hard to fit everything in um, to the time that we have with our students. There's also the more classic sub plans of just doing a big packet of music theory stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, practicing music theory I think is super important. Obviously that's probably not going to be your favorite student sub plan, um, but if worse comes to worse and you have a couple books of reproducible worksheets or you go on Teachers Bay Teachers and you buy a few, um, that is a great way to spend time, I think. Now, of course, you wouldn't want to do that days and days in a row, but as an emergency subplan, which I would highly recommend having something copied and accessible for other teachers and subs to grab in case something happens where you're just really sick and you just have no ability to come in and create something, that would be a, a good one to just have in your back pocket already copied, ready to go. Or if you are have devices, maybe even have it electronically on your uh, Google Classroom or learning management system or whatever you guys use at your school. Um, if we're getting close to a test, I've also done review games with the sub. So I have like a Jeopardy template that I've used before. Um, I have like dry erase boards in my room. So I will like tell the sub to, you know, randomly put students in teams of five and each team gets one dry erase board. And here's a list of questions and the answers for you. And you ask the question and the students have to write down the answer as a team. And I always play... Um, the winning team, the one who writes it the fastest, gets two points, and every other team who gets it correct gets one point, and they can only show me an answer once. Um, and that always is nice, because I like to have the, the race um, factor in there where um, kids are competing against each other, but I also don't want that to be the only thing, because some students are just not very fast at writing, so I still want them to get points for getting the right answer, because obviously correctness is more important for the test than speed. So that's how I do that. Now, for some general music classes, there's a great, fabulous, even for choir, I've used it too, fabulous documentary called Score, and it's all about movie music, um, and it's about the history of music in movies. It cites, like, specific types of music for specific types of movie genres. It interviews, like, probably a hundred uh, movie music composers. It I find it so interesting. Now, of course, I'm a music teacher, so I would probably find it interesting, but I feel like it even sparks the kids' interest as well. Um, so 
obviously I purchased that with my own money and I got it approved to watch because I know for us if we watch videos longer than like five minutes we have to get admin approval so I did get it approved just fair warning there is um, a couple spots where they drop an f-bomb so I always have that listed clearly like please skip over the spot and there's one spot where they have a scene from Psycho where it's pretty um, gory now it's not like the end of the world I'm sure the students have seen worse but I usually skip over that part as well and if you go to scoredocumentary.com or search score documentary on Google they have free teacher worksheets and answer keys that they've already created to um, follow along while you watch it is such a cool movie um, for me at the end of the year after the spring concerts over we usually have like three weeks and I usually um, with seventh graders do a movie music unit just to kind of explore something different for the last few weeks we still sing a little bit too um, but just to kind of change it up at the end of the year um, and then we end the year with that score documentary um, so I don't always do that as a sub plan sometimes I do it when I'm here but that is a great um, documentary as well I know the Pentatonix documentary is really good. I've never used that as a subplan, but I'm sure that would be a great subplan. For general music as well, I've used um, Beethoven Lives Upstairs as a subplan. Um, not the kid's favorite movie, but again, it works and it talks if it's fitting with your um, curriculum about composers. Obviously, that's a great choice too. One last idea that I've done is um, creating stations, especially as test review. And this one's a little more uh, time intensive, but I have already created station work for my music vocab unit and my note naming unit and my rhythm unit so and usually I do them when I'm there but since I've already created them at this point it probably wouldn't be that hard to transfer that to a sub plan um, and usually station work especially I usually do four stations and since my class is 65 minutes that's about mm, 14 or 15 minutes at each station um, and maybe even less with attendance and everything else, so it's pretty perfect. If you didn't want to do four stations, even if you did two, you can um, use half the class to do those two stations and then um, do a worksheet or maybe make the worksheet the third station or whatever. Um, obviously, station work works best with the classes that can handle um, getting up out of their seat without you around. Some of my classes just need to do paper pencil work because even when I'm there, they struggle with staying on task and just anything that involves getting up out of their seat. Um, but other ones I like to um, get up out of your seat a little, a little bit since that's what you do in choir. I mean, you stand and sing and you just don't do as much pencil paper, paper work. So I feel like it's a little fair to at least give a sub plan that has that option since most of their other classes, they're just sitting down and working on something. It's nice that in choir, even when I'm not there, they can you know, be doing something a little more active. But of course, that just depends on the class. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting ideas that I've used before, but I hope these ideas have been helpful to you. I would love to hear um, some ideas from you guys as well. And I've created uh, a Gmail account so I can start collecting the information in a little bit of a better way. So my Gmail is singinginthemiddle at gmail.com. And so if you have any ideas about subplans or any questions about things I've done, or if you'd like the um, documents of things I've done, like the stations that I've created or anything like that, I would love to share those with you. Um, just shoot me an email again at singinginthemiddle um, at gmail.com. Um, anyway, I hope this has been helpful for you. And I hope that you don't have to use mini subplans because you are in great health and you just can be with your kids all the time. But of course, we all know that a few times a year, we all need to step away for one reason or another. So maybe these can be of use for you. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give me a review if you enjoyed this week's episode. Thanks, guys.